FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 98 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. I'm your host, Jason. I'm your greatest success and greatest failure, Venable. And I'm joined once again by Denise. My jackets always match my Ferrari, Venable. Of course. <laughs> duh. Winning. <laughs> wow. We're here with a, a bonus flashback episode. Bonus. Flashback episode. Year 9, part 1 for Wolverine. So I'm going to mention a comic that we're not going to really talk about. <laughs> And that is Uncanny X-Men Special Edition. And why are we not really talking about well, it? Well, because I don't have it. Because I went on eBay and I saw one for two bucks. But basically it's a reprint of Giant Size X-Men number one. Okay. Which I already have three different reprints of. Okay. <laughs> and then in the back, there's some new bonus material. Which is what? One drawing? No, it's, it's some, I think it's a few pages, but it's oh, basically okay. Kitty showing the reader around the mansion. From what I read online of the summer. Lifestyles of the mutant famous. Yeah, and so and Wolverine's in it. We see Wolverine's room, and that part would have been cool, but I just couldn't justify buying yet another reprint of Giant Size X-Men. As much as I love that story, I think three copies is enough. I, I concur with that one, considering your comic book room is... um. <laughs> overflowing yes and you need to save room for my walking dead comics (laughs) yes but anyway so that does exist and if someone wants to send me one i'll read it but um someone wants to volunteer it yeah we'll ship it back or just send me scans of the bonus material that would be cool that's fair yeah or even just a page of wolverine's room just you don't even have to scan it just take a picture of it on your smartphone (laughs) on your iphone and and email it to us nickcast at yahoo.com easy peasy Yep, as Ethan would say, lemon squeezy. That's right. Have you ever tried to squeeze a lemon? Yes, because I cook. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it. I, I, I asked that like it was an impossible feat. <laughs> I know. Like, like, it, like it demanded Herculean strength, but it's, it's pretty well, easy. Well, you know there's a trick, right? Yeah, use your fingers. No. You take the lemon, and before you slice it, you, you roll, roll it. it. Mm-hmm. On the table, and you break down all the little fibers on the inside. Yeah. And you and rub your thumb over the nipple of the lemon. <laughs> then you slice it. And it gets ready it. to squirt. <laughs> then you slice it in half, and because you've broken down all dirty, the Dirty, dirty lemon. <laughs> the little fibers. You lemon! S- you squeeze it, and you'll get more juice. Yes. Lemon! It gets juicy. Yeah. <laughs> It does. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that's Uncanny X-Men Special Edition. (laughs) So now we're going to talk about a couple other comics. And basically, this is going to be a pretty short episode. We're really just kind of clearing the plate. We're clearing the air. Yeah. To get ready for the Wolverine miniseries, which will be our next flashback episode. Flashback. Excellent. And that's going to be a doozy. So we're basically just going to knock a couple of little things out. Because I didn't want to combine them with God Loves Man Kills. Oh my goodness. Because that was a a doozy episode of itself. A well-received episode. People seem to have liked it. So that's good. Because I was high on sweet tea. (laughs) Yes. You know, but if we make that shirt, I kind of want a Techno Ninja shirt from our uh, 
I think Japan's we most wanted days. <laughs> it should be. Oh, I can take my little Wolverine. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll take my little Wolverine, leave his, his mask and whatnot on, but put him in a white, like. Suit? Yeah. Tuxedo? With a. And then a ninja next to him in a, like, that was like Daft Punk. Yes. Yes. With little, a disco ball. And yeah. And like arched around their heads. Yes. Now, I actually want you to do this now. <laughs> I think you need to explain to people what. Oh, no, look on Twitter, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can't miss it. Denise tweeted uh, her little design for, uh, so uh, at Tokyo Tranny Boy, our, our good friend Georgie on Twitter um, pointed out how much he liked that Denise was getting high off sweet tea. And uh, Denise, in her spare time, drew a little uh, cartoon of it. Yeah, it's Wolverine yeah. slurping some sweet tea, and it yeah. says... And it may or may not become a t-shirt. Yeah. So... It says, I'm high on sweet tea. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. You should get on Twitter and check it out. Anyway, let's get to some old comics, shall we? Yes. All right. Here we go. Okay. Moving on to the X-Men annual number six. King size, baby. King size. It's bigger than all the rest. The return of Dracula. Writer is Chris Claremont. Penciler is Bill... Sinkevich. Good job saying that name. (laughs) Inker is Bob... Wyatchek. Good job saying that one, too. Yeah, me. Uh, letterer is Tom Orzachowski. Yep. Colorist is Glennis Wynn. Wynn. And, uh... The cover is by Bill Sinkiewicz. How do you read that? I just know who it is. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about the cover. Yes, let's do. I find it a very striking cover. This is very Art Nouveau. Yes. In fact, when you showed it to me, I was like, Whoa! We had discussed this cover, sort of, briefly, one other time. We had? Yeah, we were talking about Art Nouveau and... Uh, oh, I wasn't... Yeah, this is an example. I was just talking about there are comics that do this. Yes. Yeah, and we went and saw that exhibit. Yeah, we went and saw a... Uh, um, Paris poster exhibit. Yes, which has very much an Art Nouveau uh, flair to it. And Art Nouveau was real big. In Paris. And so this cover has Storm on the front. And well, what's Art Nouveau? It's new art. <laughs> Yay. Now, Art Nouveau sort of, um, it kind of goes back to this organic style of drawing. Best way to describe it is everything has life to it. Hair is very full, very boisterous. It has life. It's like the hair lives off the person's head. The ornate details look as if they're viney and that they could just swirl up or around or encompass you. It's just sort of this idea that art is alive. Um, really? I don't think it looks very flat. Well, it does look flat because the way they outline it, but the idea behind it was that art was alive and it was all-encompassing. Now, they added some elements to it uh which does make it very flat yeah the thing i always think of like vibrant colors thick outlines yes but i've seen some stained glass uh windows that are in the art nouveau style and you have to understand even with stained glass you know you have the color and you have the thick border around it some of these wispy organic things that happen in them are just so you you feel like if you close your eyes you can still feel the lines moving and you know 
all-encompassing whatever it is is the center or focal point. Um, a good example is in Paris, they have like their subway system, the metro, and they have a lot of metro signs that are very Art Nouveau. It looks as if the signs have vines growing up them. It's That's cool. Very cool. So we have Storm. And Vampire Storm. Vampire Storm. She's got fangs and she's laughing. Yeah. Maniacally, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got Kitty. In her arms. In her arms with bite marks in her neck. Yes. And we know it's Kitty because the Star of David is hanging from her neck. Yes. Then we have Dracula kind of standing behind her. Yeah. And the X-Men at her feet. Yep. We've got Wolverine, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, and Colossus. What's funny is that they're all holding their chest, and Dracula's holding his chest. So I find that... Oh, you know what? They're all about to sing Celine Dion songs. My heart will will go on. Oh, my goodness. It's a very striking cover. I think it's great. I love all of it except for Colossus's face. He does look like... One thing, his head is too small and skinny because he's like a big dude. Yeah. And he's got this tiny little skinny head. And he's making a weird expression. Well, him and Cyclops both have a very, um, um, like they were in the middle of something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, they're they're having an orgasm. That's why Dracula's smiling so much. Well, is that supposed to be Colossus's leg? Yes. Oh. Colossus is not right. No. (laughs) This is an awesome cover except for Colossus. Yeah, that's just weird. I like the way that pretty much... Storm's dress is her hair. Yes. In fact, the fabric marks literally looks like her hair wraps around her shoulders and covers up her boobs. Again, it's that whole art is all encompassing. Yeah, it's cool. I do like the D on her dress. Her her Dracula sash. Yes. Her scarf that Dracula mm-hmm. gave her. And I like the little... I like this wispy smoke. I was going to say the nuances of the Art Nouveau, which is this spirally smoky looking stuff that goes up i will say i was a little disappointed because when you look at this cover my first thought was this whole thing's gonna be drawn like this nope no no i I rather love the art and i'm a sinkavich fan no i okay i should go back i do love the art that was in here i was a little disappointed after seeing this cover i got really excited right for one thing, and I got something else, <laughs> and, I, and I was disappointed. Yeah. So, what happens so, in this comic? What happens? It's the return of Dracula. It's the return of Dracula. So, basically, we're going to nutshell this one. Do it. So, uh, Mrs. Van Helsing. Mrs. Van Helsing is like, Woo, Dracula's gone. Yay, I don't have to worry about him. She goes to home to her apartment, and oops, boy, was she wrong. <laughs> There's Dracula. There's Dracula. So we don't know what happens because all of a sudden it cuts to inside the mansion and Kitty is throwing a temper tantrum because her parents are getting a divorce and how could they be so selfish for her? <gasps> and she goes yes, to bed. all very dramatic. <laughs> and Kitty goes to bed and Oro has a dream that she Who? got up. Oro. Aurora, whatever, Storm, has a dream. And she dreams that she's systematically bit all of her X-Men family. Yes. And that she's home with Dracula. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Halfway ever after. She wakes up and realizes it's a dream, but I have to go find Dracula. He still has his hold over me. Right. He had promised to let go, but he just can't. He just can't. So she flies off. And oops, who's Spider flying off? Why, that would be Kitty. Or so we think. 
So Kenny convinces Colossus in a very weird conversation to go follow Storm. Well, after she uh, rapes him, basically. Yeah, I didn't quite. That's why I was like in a strange conversation. So they go after Storm and they find Storm and they're looking for this book because this book will destroy Dracula. Anyway, Kitty steals the book before Storm can steal the book. Yeah, because Dracula knows about the book. And he wants Storm to go fight to steal it for her because he can't get in the magic castle because the energy is all vampire. Right. And I'm all vampire, baby. <laughs> and Storm's just kind of vampire-y. Yeah, she, she hasn't so she fully turned. There. She can get in there without burning her skin. So basically, then there's this weird moment where Aurora meets her mother and she realizes she's dreaming about the day that her mom and dad died and then she wakes up and she realizes she's in a coffin but she has no fangs and she's claustrophobic and then all of a sudden the x-men come busting through the door to help her and then we find out miss van helsing has become dracula's consort yes and she looks like she's been through hell and back. Well, she probably has. And so they decide they're going to stab Dracula. Yep, so we get some cool fight. Yeah, we get a cool fight. And then all of a sudden, Van Helsing Chico gets a hold of herself just long enough to uh, put the mojo on Dracula. She gets a hold of Dracula, turns him to bones. Anyway, long story short, Kitty actually isn't Kitty. Kitty is Dracula's daughter who was created Lilith. Lilith to be his arch nemesis. And so they destroy Dracula. Dracula's hold over Oro, Aurora is gone. Van Helsing asks them to kill her because she doesn't want to be a vampire anymore. So Wolverine does the trick, takes yep. care of it all. He stabs her with a stake and then she melts in the sunrise, turns yep. to bone. And then Lilith basically says, thanks. <laughs> Long story short, Aurora breaks her hold of Dracula. The end. So shouldn't Cyclops uh, sleep with something on his eyes? <laughs> yes, probably. Because in this comic, he's sleeping. He's got nothing on. Really? Did I miss that? Yep. I thought just, he had his glasses on. Nope, they're on this nightstand next to his bed. So, you know, don't wake him up suddenly or he'll blast your head off. Well, it is Storm's dream. Maybe he really does sleep with something on. In the other comic, he had the little nightshades made out of ruby quartz. Yeah. So Spy Storm shops at the same place as Black Widow. Yeah. Um, I like that Wolverine's the one that tracks everybody down. And I like how there's an optic blast, the way Bilson Cambridge draws it, that it's two beams that grow into one. I thought that was kind of cool. A little bit different for Cyclops. I don't like when they draw Storm as the winged beastie. She's humanoid, but then male. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I like that Wolverine's the one that stakes Little Miss Van Helsing. Yes. Because basically Storm's going to do it. Wolverine's like, nope, I'm the killer here. I do like how he admits that. I I don't like the whole Dracula thing. I'm sorry. I don't like how Storm wakes up naked. But then again, Storm's always enjoyed being naked. She's always running around naked. In front of people. I don't understand why she goes off by herself. Because it's her curse. Yeah, but like that's a very Wolverine thing to do. Storm seems like a level-headed person that would say hey guys look i got a problem how do you think we could resolve it so her going off by herself that seemed a little far-fetched all right so i thought the art was awesome i thought the art was good anyway what are we going to grade x-men annual number six two out of six all right i'm going to give it three out of six claws oh you gave it more yeah the art was great covers amazing stories meh it's very meh 
Okay, so next up we have Alpha Flight number one and number three. You mean the Canadian version of the X-Men? Well, no, like a cross between the X-Men and the Avengers. And they're Canadian. And they're Canadian. Because what happens in Canada can only happen in Canada. We'll have to ask Pat about that. (laughs) Pat, by the way, gave our last episode, he gave us a grade. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. He said our God Loves Man Kills episode got six out of six claws. Aw, thanks, Pat. Yeah, and thank you, Pat, for contributing to the episode as well. We really appreciate it. So now we're going to talk about your your hometown heroes. It's Alpha Flight number one, Tundra. Dun, dun, dun. It's by John Byrne, lettered by Joe Rosen, colored by Andy Yankus, and the cover is by John Byrne and Terry Austin. And it's a yellow sky... And it's our first dynamic double-sized issue. Woo! And it's Alpha Flight busting through all the other Marvel heroes saying, hey, we got this. Uh, not the best cover. This th- is a job only we can handle. I feel like for a team that has a lot to do with Wolverine, he is um, oddly, conspicuously absent from this cover. Since you have all the other oh, heroes, yeah. why is he not there? And I also feel like uh, Vanguard. Because they already have Vanguard, a short guy. Um, <laughs> Yes, they already have a short Canadian guy. Yeah. Yeah, Puck is the Wolverine replacement. Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like um, Vindicator almost looks like he's giving his own cover a thumbs down. It does. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> and I kind of give this cover a thumbs down. There's it's not a lot going on. It's not John Byrne's best work. I like how the furry beasties like. Sasquatch? Yeah, he's, you think he's about to shove Cyclops out of the yeah, way. Yeah, he's like, you don't need to see. You don't need to see. Yeah. So anyway, Department H and Alpha Flight are being disbanded. And we see the three levels that Alpha Flight had. There's Alpha Flight, which is the main team. Beta Flight, which is like the minor leagues. And then Gamma Flight, which is like the students, the trainees. Ooh. Yeah. So we get a flashback of Alpha Flight's kind of last mission, and we see this from Uncanny X-Men 139 and 140, and this is our Wolverine appearance. Kind of sucks only, that, um... right? Yeah. And it's a flashback of when Nightcrawler and Wolverine teamed up with Alpha Flight to fight Wendigo. And it kind of sucks that our first John Byrne Wolverine since he left the X-Men is just like a two-panel flashback. Although, but, I do think it's funny. Wolverine's being thrown around like a... A ragdoll, yeah. yeah. When Digo has him by the thigh and is just tossing him around. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Tiny Wolverine. Puny <laughs> Wolverine. But yeah, so then uh, Tundra rises, a mystical monster from the Great White North. And he comes up and he's going to do something. Alpha Flight assumes it's going to be bad. So they attack him. Actually, Vindicator goes to fight alone. But his wife, Heather, knows better and summons his old Alpha Flight team members, including two new recruits, Puck and Marina? Mariana? I think it's Marina because she's kind of fishy. Yeah. Anyway, so Heather summons them and they go to join her. I'm sorry, go to join Vindicator. And, but Puck never quite gets there. He gets sidetracked. But anyway, together they all defeat Tundra. Okay? So there's a scene where we introduce everybody kind of again. And um, I thought it was funny because we're at the, the convent for um, Aurora's convent. Uh huh. And Northstar comes to get her, and she gets busted for bringing a man into her room. You know the rules, right. Missy. And she goes, this is not a man. I mean, he's a man, but he's just my brother. And plus, in a few years, he's going to be gay. 
nothing's going to happen. Yeah, so there's nothing like ancient mystical powers to be on a very strict time limit. <laughs> Snowbird was like, we have exactly 20 minutes before Tundra has full power. Uh-oh. Set your stopwatches. Everybody sync up. So there is a really cool uh, ad. So Wolverine is, uh, you know, he's really popular by this point. And he does the ad for the Marvel subscription. And it's basically him using his claws to slide down a giant curtain. That's very cool. And it's pretty cool. I can't tell who drew it. It looks familiar, but in a very generic kind of way. Don't delay. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that was pretty cool that Wolverine was the spokesman for that. So I, I'm wondering if you cut this out and mail it in, could you still get 42 cents? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> There's no expiration date. No. Oh, yes, there is. Oh. Yeah. It ended June 30th, 1983. Oh, man. So I could not get 42 cents. 30 years too short. Yeah. No 42 cent comics for me. So North Star is the anti-Drago. If he survives, he survives. Who's the guy who talks to the skull? That's creepy. Shaman, that's his grandpa, dude. Okay, so he cut his grandpa's head off and stuck no, it in a box? he keeps the skull. Sure. He has mystical powers. It talks to him. And how did he get the skull? That'd be a great sitcom, by the way. How did he get the skull? Let's well, think about after this. After the funeral, he kept the skull. After the funeral, he decapitated the head, or maybe boiled he it. it. I don't know. I'm not. It's creepy. Okay. Well, maybe it's a cultural thing and you shouldn't make fun of it. I'm sorry for all you out there who keep your grandfather's skull in a closet. Anyway. In I, a box. Not to make fun of it. <laughs> I think it'd be a great sitcom. A guy who talked to his grandfather's skull in a box. Isn't there already? Didn't they do an episode of Family Guy? <laughs> uh, probably. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, the panel of Tundra disintegrating looks really cool. It does look cool. I thought it's the like, way they discovered. He's big and the different boxes of him getting smaller and smaller. Like interlaid. It's pretty awesome. I thought the way they got rid of him was weird. It doesn't Not make weird. Sense. It make No, it makes sense. It's just. They, they basically make it rain. Yeah. Make it rain. rain. No, I just, I feel like for something that's supposedly so powerful and so full of energy, he has the Achilles heel the size of like Montana. Or Canada. Or Canada. And then they all decide to live together? Well, no, they decide to go into officially stay Alpha Flight, even though the, the Canadian government does not sanction them. They're going to be a team all on their own. Alrighty. Yeah. So what do you think of Alpha Flight um, as a team? We'll talk about the book in a minute. Okay. Okay. I like them, but there's a big butt. I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> no other brothers can deny. When a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a something, something. And a round thing in your face, you get sprung. And <laughs> hey, just remember, my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns. Hun. Hun. Anyway, no, Alpha I, Flight. Alpha Flight. I kind of felt like they took the Justice League and the Avengers and the X-Men and pulled one character out from each and then made up their own Canadian counterpart. Okay, well, that's pretty much every superhero team. That's not really a fair criticism. Uh, I feel like she's Storm. She's Wonder... They're Wonder Twins. <laughs> That's Wolverine. That's Cyclops. No, he's That's more Captain Beast. America. Why is Shaman Beast? He's a scientist. You lost me. He's a scientist. I would say Sasquatch is more like Beast. Okay, Sasquatch can be Beast. This uh, He's Jean Grey. Okay, fine. He can be Jean Grey. I mean, do you see, like, we can systematically... Yeah, like, but you can do that with the Avengers of the Justice League, too. I mean, Superman, Captain America. Is this Thor? I mean... Yes, that is Thor. <laughs> Sorry. No, I just, I don't know. I kind of would have hoped for, like, that new character. 
Like well, this chick's like Toad or this Aquaman. Is not like toad. Okay, I'm sorry. She's like Aquaman. <laughs> okay, so we have the team, and we have our typical kind of first issue. Let's bring everybody together for a random mission. They're not really yes. a team, but by the end they become a team, which is weird because Alpha Flight was already a team. But they wanted to start the series of them forming, so they broke them up just to put them back together again. Well, because it's the Universal X-Men thing. We have to learn to be a better team before we can be a better superhero. (laughs) Right, right. So, Vindicator, I'm kind of meh on. Snowbird, I liked before she was all mystical. Like, if she was just a shapeshifter, that'd be cooler, just a mutant. I kind of like the Wonder Twins. I like North Star. He's kind of a, a cocky prick, but I like him. Well, and she's Aurora, messed up. I don't know about this whole like schizo thing. Okay, I was gonna right. ask you, like, was she always schizo? Does she turn well, I don't know. Schizo? We're kind of just we're kind of really just learning the characters. Okay. Shaman, I'm on the fence about Sasquatch. I think I like better later, but he's he's cool now. He looks cool. I don't like the fact that he can transform back and forth. And that doesn't stick. I don't think. Okay, good. Because um, I would have preferred him just to stay Yeah, I hairy. would too. Yeah, me too. I'm grateful for his fur loincloth. So Marina, I actually like. And her origin comes up in the next few issues. Oh, does it? And I actually really like Puck. This is Puck's first appearance. He has a giant P yes. on his unitard. But I thought he was really fun. He had a nice bad attitude. He's the only one that actually says A at the end of his sentences. Uh, so he's like super Canadian. And he's just, he's he, does have, he does have he does have LMS, but it's in a good entertaining way. Little man syndrome. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I don't know, like when he's, he's like the bouncer at the bar. Right. And he like goes to the military base and he's all tough. And at the very end of the issue, I like how Sasquatch calls him a sawed off hero. Yes. And then um, he like jumps on Sasquatch and starts fighting him, which is yeah. hilarious looking. Well, and I like when he's they're... tiny and Sasquatch is huge. Yeah. I do like when they're like, yeah, we were trying to come up with a name. And he's like, I worked hard to be on Alpha. Right, right. I, I'm going to be on Alpha I'm going to be on Alpha Flight. You're not changing the name. So, yeah, I thought Puck was very entertaining and I actually liked his first appearance a lot. He was He was my favorite part of the whole issue. Yeah, I could see that. So, anything else? Were they trying to allude at the end that the crazy guy who, like, drew the outline of Tundra died? Oh, he did. He became one with the Earth. That's how the Tundra got its planet, or how the ground got its life force was from the guy. Oh, it soaked up the guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I thought the art was great. I mean... John Byrne, he is inking himself, so it's not quite as glorious as the John Byrne-Terry Austin team-up we had in X-Men, but I still think it's great. Yeah. So, the story. The team's okay. It's got some interesting characters. It does. And some not-so-interesting characters. Um, But that's, I guess, any team. Not everybody can be the X-Men. Does the girlfriend eventually become one of them? Oh, way later. I I don't remember how long. Okay. Yes. Because in current. Yes, in current time, she is. She's got. She's the vindicator or the guardian. I can't remember. Okay. So I thought the plot, some of the ideas were okay, but the execution was a little poor. Yeah, I can see that. And I've been reading ahead. That's kind of the the gist of Alpha Flight in the first few issues is that there's good ideas and it doesn't quite come together. Do you think that's because they were rushing? I. I think it's because John Byrne's a better artist than he is a writer. Okay. 
in my personal opinion. No, he does have really good stuff he writes at different points. So what are you going to grade Alpha Flight number one? I'll give it four out of six. Okay, I'm going to give it three out of six, Claus. <laughs> it's very middle of the road. So we're going to skip ahead to issue three. Starting at issue two, in the back, they do an Alpha Flight origin story, like a little backup story. And that's all we're going to talk about. Uh, I will say the cover to issue number three is awesome. Yeah, I like that. It's very striking. It's all black and white except for Aurora's face. And basically, she's trapped in this field of white bars like, surrounding her. It's a well, really, and she's terrified. Yeah, it's a really striking cover by John Byrne. But anyway, in our, our origin, we have a, a Wolverine appearance. And we get a nice snick where the claws make the eye. Nice. It's really cool. That's the first time that happens, isn't it? Or is it? Uh, I wouldn't. I can't I'm remember not 100% now. sure on that. Anyway, it basically describes when he joined uh, Department H and that he was supposed to be, you know, the leader of Alpha Flight, but he bailed and joined the X-Men. And uh, Wolverine's like the team whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but Hudson calls him his greatest success and his greatest failure. Anyway, that's Wolverine's appearance there, the Alpha Flight origin. I'm going to give Alpha Flight number three, three out of six claws as well. But yes, that, that's Alpha Flight. All right, let's wrap up. All right, so that's going to do it for our bonus flashback episode. That was short. Anyway, so yeah, Wolverine Year 9 Part 1. Next, I don't really know exactly how everything will play out. Our next flashback episode should be the Wolverine miniseries. We also have some other pretty big stuff coming up. You may notice we're pretty close to episode 100. <gasps> well, uh, this was 98. Yeah, so we'll do something big for that. If you remember episode 50, just kind of do hint, the math. Hint, Hint. And of course, in our regular episodes, we're right on the cusp of Wolverine's death. We're right in the middle of the last Wolverine story. He hasn't died yet. Nope. So anyway, all that is coming up and it's all, you know, just around the bend. So uh, please leave an iTunes review. Please. Uh, Please like the Facebook page. Please. Please follow us on Twitter at Snickcast. We have a lot of fun on Twitter. We do. You should join in. Our email is snickcast at yahoo.com. The website with show notes is nickcast.podbean.com. Uh, we still have Denise's marathon fundraising link up for Live Strong. That'll be in the show notes. Guess that's about it. So until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye. Bye.